Let's bow our heads for prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for loving us so much that you went to a cross where you suffered and died for the multitude of our sins and the sins of the whole world. And you gift us with your word and the presence of your spirit to guide our lives, shape our hearts, to move us to live in, in service to you, this world and to, to one another, so that by word and by deed, we give glory and honor to you. Lord, be with us this day as we, we worship you, as we spend time in your word, as we fellowship with each other and with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm listening very carefully to the children's message. Thank you very much, Sarah. And I'm realizing that she must have read it, my sermon, because she pretty much stole everything. I mean, even to the point of where I was going to mention LWML. But that's okay. Great minds gifted by God think in the same way. We are so thankful for what our God does. So thankful in so many ways. And as Sarah mentioned, Thanksgiving is just around the corner. But every day is a day to give thanks to our God who touches our lives in so many ways. And oftentimes we wander through life, sometimes forgetting to give thanks to God. The story of the widow of Zarephath is interesting because not only do we see God taking care of Elijah and the widow and her son, but if you caught it when the lesson was being read, there is an element there of stepping forward in faith. Elijah instructs the woman to go and to make for him, a loaf of bread. And then to make one for herself and for her son. And you know she's thinking in her head at the time, I don't have enough to be able to do that. I have enough to make one loaf of bread. This is the crisis of faith. Do I trust God or not? Do I give to him off the top of what I have, in this case, 
everything that I have to take care of his prophet Elijah? Or do I do what I wanted to do, which was to feed myself and my son and then lay down and die? We see these stories of faith time and time again in Scripture. It's the same way with the widow who gives her two coins. Do I trust God to take care of me or not? She's giving everything she has. In order to survive from this time forward, she's going to have to go to the city gates every day and beg. Do we live? Do we walk by faith? That's really a question for us as well. Do we live and walk by faith understanding the way that God works? That God takes little things and does big things? That God can take five loaves of bread and two fish and feed thousands? Do we live believing in God or do we become skeptical of his word? I'm reminded of Naaman the Syrian who was battling leprosy and and came to the prophet Elisha. And Elisha doesn't even come out to greet him. Elisha sends one of his servants out with the simple instructions, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River and you will be cleansed. And Naaman's first reaction was, we have cleaner rivers back in Syria. Why should I wash myself in this filthy water? And I've always said, and you guys have heard me say this before, you know, the first time he dips himself, nothing happens. The second time he dips himself, nothing happens. And so on until about the fourth time when you got to think in his humanness, he's going, this is making me look stupid in front of all of my men. Why would I continue this behavior? And then maybe something inside of him goes, well, you're in it this far. What do you have to lose? And the text tells us, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here, that he finally dips himself in the river the seventh time and comes out with skin as new as a baby's butt. Smooth and soft and healed and new. Because you see... Even in the momentary weaknesses of our faith and of our belief, God still remains faithful to his promises. Fine, I'll bake you a loaf of bread. 
and I'll just go home and lay down with my son and die. It's only one meal's difference. But she learns that God keeps His promises and that He cares for her and for his son, her son and, and for Elijah. That's the way God works. Keeping His Word. Working in little things, but doing big, big things. Taking a little bit and making it a lot. We sometimes wonder how those pennies and dimes and nickels and quarters gathered over a period of time and stuffed into a mite box can make any difference in the world. And just a reminder that we have a mite box opportunity every Thank you. Of every second Sunday of every month. So that so in other words, you know, when it gets full, you don't have to wait six months to dump it. When it gets full, you can dump it every month now. Pretty cool. And those little mites, those pennies collected from ladies, from men, from children. Because by the way, it's not just women who put money into the mite box collected from all over, gathered together, turn into millions of dollars to work the gospel around the world in a variety of ways, from digging clean wells in Africa to providing transportation to missionaries in Alaska, to doing work in our own backyards. Little things become big things. Remember the widow's mites? Right into the temple treasury. She gave to God. Not questioning how the money was going to be used or whether it was going to be beneficial to the kingdom, but just trusted God. You know, it's out of this same treasury that she gives to that 30 pieces of silver are taken. Pay Judas. Betray Jesus. We step back and go, that's not a very good use of the money. Shouldn't give any more to those guys. But Jesus honors her heart. Because you see, even those 30 pieces of silver served God's plan. I announced last week, and we celebrate today, that, that we, uh, we achieved our goal of raising enough funds to purchase the, the property for God cares about you awesome achievement that's been quietly going on this fundraising effort for the last three years so you'll hear more about that later but people say why do it well I'll tell you what if you go down to the mission and you see the smiles on the faces of children who for the first time in their lives get shoes and coats you begin to understand why that God takes a little Something we take for granted in our lives. 
for I am sure that most of us have multiple pairs of shoes from which to choose to wear on a Sunday morning. I see some of you snickering, which tells me that you're right there at the level of Amelda Marcos. Some of you remember that. And we have probably a multitude of coats from which we can pick to wear. This jacket when it's slightly chilly, or this coat when it's a little more cold, and this coat when we get those rare snowstorms in Albuquerque. Sometimes we have a lot. But for the people that the mission serves in that neighborhood, so little. And yet, through that mission, that little corner on Chico and Pennsylvania, that little corner, thousands of lives are touched every month in little ways where God does big things. Where God grabs the hearts of people far from him and brings them to faith. Where people begin to understand that this is a corner on a street in a neighborhood where they can go for safety and refuge and a place where they can be fed not only by bread and by water but by the very word of God that they can hear that they are loved and valued. Big things in little places. And God works. But all of this, all of this would be for nothing. We really don't step back to consider what God does for us in Christ Jesus. See, the littlest of our sins condemns us. The littlest transgression against God, which we as human beings might dismiss and go, oh, it's only a little thing separates us from Christ. But God sends His Son into this world, a little baby, born in Bethlehem, a little baby who grows up to walk among us in this world and who gathers around Him a little group of men and who teaches and who instructs and who shapes the hearts and lives of his followers and goes to a cross where he suffers and dies to pay for the fullness of our sins, even those little ones that we think God doesn't see. That this God who sees the emptiness in our hearts and in our lives, who sees the struggles that we face, 
dies in our place and fills us with grace and mercy and with love. A God who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. A God who says to us that the jar will never be empty. God who looks at us and who calls us in our own lives to walk in ways that honor him. To give the shoes, the jackets, the water, the food. So many times the leftovers of our lives. But yet so many of you gave so much more in that fundraiser. Everything from $5 to thousands of dollars working together to grow into that amount that works in mission and ministry in that neighborhood in more ways than you can imagine. That's the way God works. A little to a lot. Always working his will. A little to a lot. Salvation not just for me or for you, but for the whole world. The rich, the poor, the large, the small, the old, the young, no matter the race, the language, the tribe, for all. A little blood, a little blood shed on a cross. brings a lot of salvation to a world that needs it. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.